Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L, on Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024. Feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. Lovely Rita, meet a maid, nothing can come between us. When it gets dark, I tow your heart away. And buckle your seatbelts because President Trump in the last few hours is hinting at a major motion coming in response to the Mar-a-Lago raid. I can't wait to see what that's going to be. I want to get your thoughts tonight here on the Rita Cosby Show. What do you think is ahead? What do you think the former president, Donald Trump, is planning from a legal strategy? What do you think is going to be the major response? Is it... A legal one, it sounds like it, because I'll read you a little bit more about his statement that he put up on Truth Social, the social media site, because Twitter banned him, remember? So the president came out swinging just a few hours ago, and he suggested that they are preparing some sort of legal response to the FBI search of his Florida home that took place just recently. He said, quote, A major motion pertaining to the Fourth Amendment, which is the right to against illegal search and seizure, will soon be filed concerning the illegal break in of my home, the president says. Trump further says right before the ever important midterm elections, my rights, together with the rights of all Americans, have been violated at a level rarely seen before in our country. Remember, they even spied on my campaign. The greatest witch hunt in USA history has been going on for six years with no consequences to the scammers. It should not be allowed to continue. So what do you think President Trump is planning? This is the most aggressive comment we have heard yet from him in terms of some sort of legal motion about to be filed by his legal team in response to the raid of his home in Florida. And I say, what took you so long? I mean, I think it's great that he's doing something, and I think he absolutely should. But there's a lot of legal things that he should be doing. He should be filing and saying that it was an improper raid. Uh, It's called a Title 41, a Rule 41, where you could basically say that any sort of search of your property was improper. It didn't have the right basis. There's no evidence that there was any reason why a raid needed to take place. He could kind of like contest the whole raid, basically put everything in a holding pattern where they would have to basically show that there really was cause. Because right now, we just have a whole bunch of unanswered questions, and it sure looks like it was an extremely over-the-top and zealous raid on his property. So what do you think President Trump is planning? And what do you think he should do legally? Not just verbally, not just obviously from a, you know, public relations standpoint, but it sure sounds like he's going to be taking some legal action and it sounds like he's going to be taking it soon. And knowing President Trump, he is the kind of guy who would normally not kind of mess around. 
So when he says he's going to do something, you can bet he's going to be doing it, and you can bet he's going to be doing it really soon, too. It's not like he's going to be sort of, uh, this is something that's coming in a few weeks. It's not like this is something that's going to be coming in, you know, a few months or anything. He's going to be hurrying up, and he's going to be hopping on this. So my sense is there's going to be some sort of legal filing from the president that's basically going to force, I think, the Department of Justice to have to show more evidence, whether it's on the affidavits, uh, show more evidence that led to this search warrant. He's going to say it was an unjustified search warrant. Again, he highlights the fact that it's right before the midterm elections. So you could tell that he's obviously very upset of the timing of this, which certainly is suspicious. I mean, my goodness, it was like a day before the 90-day window where you're not supposed to normally have any sort of a raid or any sort of an interference with somebody if it's 90 days within like a major election. And guess what? The midterm elections are coming up in November. So sure enough, it was like the 91st day before that window. So like one day in the window, they actually do the warrant. They serve the warrant. They go after, they do the raid of his property, take all these items. And lately it's been like drip, 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 drip. There is so much stuff that has been dripping out. And the DOJ wants us to believe that, no, everything should remain quiet. We're not supposed to question what's in the warrant. We're not supposed to question the affidavit. We're not supposed to be pushing for it. I'm glad that they're pushing for it. But I have a feeling it's going to be like a whole bunch of blacked out parts. And the only words you're going to see on the affidavit are like, and the, he, she, you know, nothing else in between. It's going to be like one big, like, you know, black blots all over the place. And just a few words, extraneous words that won't make any sense. So I actually think this is a brilliant move. I think he should have actually done it right away. But maybe he was waiting to see, hey, let's see what happens with the court hearing that took place on Thursday to see if they will release anything or not. So I think right now, this is a really smart move. Sit back, sort of see what brews on its own with the media. See what just on the media taking up the case, which is who is going up against the DOJ saying we want it out. There's a public right to know. There's a public process. There's an American interest. This is not just some, you know, small story. It's a former president of the United States. All I got to say is DOJ better have the goods because to me, This is so outrageous. When I see the fact that they went into the former president's home and they did this for the first time in American history, this to me is stunning. And I think he needs to take a whole bunch of legal steps and say, how dare you? I'm not just protecting myself. I am protecting other Americans from going under this type of a scrutiny. For right now, it sure looks like it was hastily done. And it sure looks like it was completely out of line. What are your thoughts, everybody? It's 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. And you are listening to The Rita Cosby Show. Well, here is Senator Chuck Grassley. And he came out today. He, you know, what I love about Chuck Grassley, I've known Chuck Grassley for a few decades. He's always measured. He's not one of these people who just kind of goes off on conspiracy theories or whatever else. But he's had more than a dozen whistleblowers within the FBI and DOJ coming to him recently saying that they have seen evidence 
where a case, say, that was tied to Hunter Biden suddenly got diminished and they said, oh, no, it doesn't really rise to the standard. And then with like no standard at all, when it came to a Trump investigation, it was like, oh, oh, oh we got to elevate this. We got to go after that, where he says that there are clearly people, even at a senior level of the FBI and DOJ, who are saying there is something wrong at the Justice Department and FBI and that there are a number of agents, not everybody by any means, because there's so many great agents there, but there are definitely a group that clearly have political measures that they are bringing into the investigation, and that is shameful. Take a listen. Here's a little bit of Senator Grassley talking about what he is learning of two different forms of justice at the Justice Department and FBI. Considering the fact that this is the first uh, entering of a former president's home for potentially information, whatever they think's wrong, plus the way Hillary Clinton's negotiation and uh, emails were handled, Steele Gossier, Carter Page, FISA, you can name a lot of them. There's evidence of the handle one thing one way for Democrats and another way thing for Republicans. And uh, I think I've proven some political bias in regard to Hunter Biden and Trump in the uh, FBI. So I think full transparency is what's really called for in this very extraordinary situation. And Senator Grassley says the reputation of the FBI is also on the line. I agree. Take a listen. I think there's plenty of evidence of political bias. And and the people of this country should have extraordinary confidence uh, in the FBI. And that confidence has been shaken, not just because of what happened a couple weeks ago, but because of a history of this sort of thing that's been going on for the last uh, uh, several years, and then even going back to the 1970s and the church reports and all that stuff, there uh, w- we shouldn't have to put up with the FBI having any question about their uh, uh, lack of, uh, uh, in other words, they got to be totally independent, transparent, Transparency brings accountability and uh, just uh, uh, do everything so there's no question of political bias. The American public has to have confidence that the system is not rigged against President Trump just because your last name is Trump. I mean, that is completely out of line. It's completely unfair. And that's not what America is about. We got to have the same set of justice and the same set of systems And already it's like, oh, if it's Trump, we're going to go do a raid with 30 agents. But if it's Hunter Biden, no problem. He can just continue flying on Air Force One and getting money from these crazy places like Russia, like China, like all these places where he has gotten millions upon millions upon millions of dollars. And to me, it is 1000 percent stunning and so biased against this president. And that's not what justice is about, guys. To me, it is so over the top. And here is Senator Rand Paul, who says that the burden has got to be on the FBI. 
Well, you know, I think the burden is on the FBI to justify this raid. This is extraordinary. This is also the same FBI that used a foreign intelligence warrant to snoop on and spy on the Trump campaign to investigate them for over two years. So I think the burden really is on the FBI. They've been wrong in the past. They've broken the law in using these foreign intelligence warrants. Now they use a domestic warrant. But I do think they need to, re to release the justification for this because this is extraordinary. And we should not lose sight of the fact this has never, ever happened before for good reason. Because we need to have confidence in the FBI. We need to have confidence in our intelligence agencies that they're there to protect us and not to uh, go after people for political purposes. So the burden is on them to prove that it, this is not a politically motivated witch hunt. Yeah, the burden is on them. It's not the burden of President Trump to prove that he's innocent. They need to prove he's guilty. And so far, have you seen anything that convinces you of that? Where, gosh, they had to go in. It was a major national security issue, and they got to go in and do a raid suddenly in the morning hours and think that that was low-key of a former president's home. Can you imagine? That is outrageous. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Russell in White Plains. Go ahead, Russell, your thoughts. Hi, Rita. Have you seen this uh, video of this guy, Sam Harris, admitting that a leftist conspiracy is okay if they can get rid of Trump? I heard about this. I have not seen it, but I have heard about this. Um, yeah. yeah, which is just like, in other words, we can create anything as long as the end result is getting rid of Trump, which, which you know, you hit a great point because it's sort of the whole mentality, Russ. It's like the rules don't apply to President Trump. It doesn't matter if Oh, if maybe it's exaggerated or if maybe uh, what people said didn't turn out to be true, but still they got in to go into his home and get whatever. That's not the way justice should work, is it? I mean, it's outrageous. And the fact that that guy would put it up there and other people have like reacted and said, oh, yeah, like apparently are agreeing with him. I, yeah. I, I mean, what do you think of that, Russ? That's, well, what, that's I, a scary place. The interviewer said, you mean it's okay to destroy democracy, to save democracy? And the guy was just tongue-tied. So, you know, it's ridiculous. This sucker puncher is out on bail, and they think that a guy who gets half of the voters in the United States, they're going to put him in jail? That's ridiculous. I just want to remind Stan, though, his hero, Eugene V. Debs, the socialist, ran from prison and got millions of votes. And he was also accused under the Espionage Act. And Stan can rest assured at Donald Trump is in prison. He'll still be elected president, and it's totally legal. Well, thanks, yeah, thanks yeah. Russ. And you know what's okay. interesting, Russ, too, by the way? You can see um, the latest polls, people are rallying around President Trump. Uh, after this raid, um, his base is even stronger than ever uh, to the disdain of Stan and Teddy and all of those guys. Thanks so much, Russ. I appreciate it. Let's go to J.C. in Pennsylvania. Uh, J.C., your thoughts about all this? First of all, if Stan goes to jail, I'll vote for him for president. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we don't want that, but go ahead. Teddy was off the wall last night. But anyway, so how come anybody isn't connecting the dots about this judge who signed the warrant, his connection to Epstein? He worked for Epstein and a bunch of Epstein's people. He has connection to Ghislaine Maxwell. I think that this guy is totally compromised. And he... It's, it seems like there's much more to the story than anybody is, is saying. And also, any right-minded person in the United States, anybody with half a brain, should be upset and should be sad that this could happen to them. If they could go after Trump, these totalitarians, 
they can crack on on everybody, and they're going to with the IRS. And there are 87,000 agents that that bought five, five, five million rounds of ammunition, and they're training to break in to established establishments holding guns at the people inside. So I would be afraid that this whole this whole projection into this tyranny uh, is a very scary thing, and I, everybody should be upset, upset about it. Yeah, but no, think- well, that's why, that's why, J.C., first off, I don't like the fact that I haven't seen anything at this point, nor has anybody really in the American public other than the people at the FBI, uh, to justify why you would go into a former president's home. And, and I would say that if his name was Biden or Obama or Trump. It's outrageous. The rule of law needs to apply. And just like you said, if they can do it to a former president, what does it mean for everybody else? That's why it's important that at minimum they get fair law, but especially because it's a former president. And even as Trump is signaling, J.C., you know, it's outrageous that it's right before the midterm elections. It's right before clearly he was planning to like and he, you know, still sounds like he sure is full steam ahead to announce he's going to run for president again. It's like, what a coincidence of the timing, you know? Now, let me ask you really quick, JC, what do you think he's going to do? I read his statement because I think it's really amazing. It's the first time we've sort of heard that they are planning on taking some sort of legal action. Um, what do you think he's going to do? You know, it's really beyond me, Rita. Um, you know, it, it's just so abstract. Uh, and he is such—he's such a cunning person. I—I uh, I think it's beyond all our imagination. I think it's going to be so blockbuster that our jaws are going to be like dropping to the floor. But more important, not our jaws are going to be dropping to the floor. The Democrats' jaws are going to be dropping to the floor. Where was first of all? Also, uh, where was Mary Garland when when all of those Supreme Court justices? Okay. Where, where was he with that? When, when they were being threatened outside their home and outside the steakhouse, where was he in the FBI? Yes, silent. You're absolutely, JC, I love when you bring up these points because you are so spot on, my friend, because you're right. He was nowhere to be found, didn't care when it was a Supreme Court justice who had an assassin show up at his home. But now, suddenly, you know, anything that pertains to anything tied to something that he cares about, then he comes out and speaks about it. But anything that he doesn't want to have anything to do with, he doesn't mention it. I mean, to me, Garland has become so unbelievably, A, ineffective, and B, um, just waffly. He looks like he was in a hostage video when he was talking about the raid. Um, and also, I just think one big political machine, and that is so sad. So, so sad. We're going to continue with your calls, everybody. 1-800-848-9222. Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L, on Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024. It's the Rita Cosby Show. And you are listening to the Rita Cosby Show. President Trump, just a little bit ago, putting out a statement on his Truth Social saying that, bet, get ready. 
get ready, something big is happening, and they are planning a major response coming up soon, a major motion pertaining to the Fourth Amendment illegal search and seizure uh, will be filed concerning the illegal break-in of my home. So he is going to fight back legally, big time. So this is going to get really interesting really fast. And we just heard from BJ who said he thinks it's going to be blockbuster. What do you think? 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Jacqueline on line three. Jacqueline, what are your thoughts about it all? Hi, Rita. Well, you know, President Trump has the best lawyers that money can buy. So he should go after them with everything in his attorney's legal power to do so. This whole thing was a charade, and it was a result of their very bad off, off, off Broadway charade with regard to January 6th. And when that flopped, they're now scattering like roaches when you turn the light on to figure out how they're going to take this man down. And they are going to any and all extremes to do so. That's how terrified they are of him taking his rightful place in the Oval Office once again. But- yeah, and they don't want it. That You know, Jacqueline, you bring up a great point about January 6th because it reminded me, um, too, also that – on January, the January 6th committee just recently subpoenaed the documents to the FBI from the FBI from that raid. In other words, they're like, hey, on your fishing expedition in Trump's home, did you get something that we can use? And I bet you Tish James is going to do the same thing every single investigation. What do you got for me from your raid? We're going to continue with your calls. It's the Rita Cosby Show. Show presents Back the Blue. And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, a powerful story of what defunding the police does and not having enough police staff and how important it is that we have great people who want to become men and women in blue. This story from New Orleans, where the mayor there, Latoya Cantrell, said at a town hall meeting last night, That without enough cops, the city's next Mardi Gras and carnival season may be canceled. That's a huge deal in New Orleans. She said, quote, if we don't have adequate police, it could mean that there will be no Mardi Gras this year. And that's a fact. If our officers cannot be safe, then there's no way that our city will be safe, said the mayor. Bravo to her for understanding that. I wish she would call some of these other mayors across the country and say that same thing. She further said, uh, and this is the EMS director who works for her, uh, we are currently operating with 60% of our current staffing. And the director, the EMS emergency services director said, I want you to think about that for a minute, everybody. 60% of the number of EMS providers to make our city safe and healthy. The mayor said that the police department is working on trying to recruit and retain more officers and doing whatever they can as soon as possible. But she further said if the city can't hire enough police officers and other EMS providers, there will not be a 2023 Mardi Gras. Wow, that is really shocking. But I hope that that sends a message that you got to have good police so you can have a healthy and safe community. And that applies to every city across this country. Meantime, we are talking about 
fair and justice and rights for all citizens, including President Trump. I hope the president, current president, understands us. He's been on vacation. He's been in la-la land. Somehow he's been MIA throughout this whole thing. And again, the White House wants us to believe they knew nothing about any of this. They knew nothing. There was no information. And now in the last few hours, President Trump himself putting out a message saying that a major motion will soon be filed concerning, quote, the illegal break-in of my home. And he says that should not have happened right before the ever-important midterm elections. He says my rights, together with the rights of all Americans, have been violated at a level rarely seen before in our country. So what do you think he is planning? And do you think President Trump is about to drop a legal bombshell? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Meanwhile, this is what former Attorney General Matt Whitaker, who was there under President Trump, had to say. He said there are two very different standards of justice. And he says the American public doesn't feel good about this raid. Take a listen. You look at that's been going over three years. They've had the Hunter Biden laptop, first DOJ and FBI off the record suggested it was disinformation. You know, we found out that really it's actually authentic and it is his laptop. And that investigation doesn't seem to have any, um, you know, force behind it. We don't see any overt acts. We don't see search warrants Mm -hmm. as being executed. We don't hear of grand jury witnesses. And so, you know, the American people continue to believe there's an ever-increasing two-tier system of justice, and it can't be sustainable if we continue down this path. And he also says the fact that DOJ is trying to keep that affidavit sealed, which they said in the hearing yesterday, oh, God, it'll jeopardize our investigation. It's like, wait a minute. They are leaking like a sieve clearly to the media about many different aspects. It's not the Trump team that's leaking it. It's their side. So how can they justify in court that documents should remain secret? But they're allowed to leak all over the place? I don't think so. Take a listen. Here's a little bit more from Matt Whitaker. The leaking surrounding this case has been abhorrent and shameful, and the uh, Department of Justice needs to stop doing that. Uh, you know, as it relates to the appeal, remember, this is a magistrate judge. So mm-hmm. if he rules against the government and their redactions, the first appeal is to the district court and then to the appellate court, and then ultimately if the Supreme Court would take it. So uh, it's absolutely true that the DOJ could delay this. And remember, we're also in the 90-day uh, political window that the DOJ doesn't do overt acts and investigations of a political nature. And so that's going to delay this investigation to the benefit of DOJ, who, to your point, is controlling the narrative. They are trying to control the narrative. Now, by the way, I did a big podcast this week, and we just put it up a few hours ago. You can get it on my social media, at Rita Cosby on Twitter, wherever you download your podcast. Check it out, everybody. I did a brand-new edition of Protecting America, and every week I talk to somebody who talks about values to protect our country. This week I talked to Greg Jarrett, uh, Fox News legal analyst, And great attorney. He's written tons of books about all the different investigations of President Trump. And he said the double standards that this Department of Justice has shown with this raid is outrageous. Here's a little sneak peek. And you got to make sure you listen to the whole podcast. You got to download it again, wherever you get your podcasts. Check it out. It's called Protecting America with Rita Cosby. I did the interview with Greg Jarrett, the great Fox News legal analyst. And here's a little sample of what he says is just the huge amount of politics that comes into play with our Department of Justice, sadly. 
the worst leakers in Washington, D.C., are the FBI and the Department of Justice. You know, and their abysmal track record suggests, and I think it's quite likely, that the FBI and the Department of Justice did not tell this Florida magistrate the truth, or they misrepresented critical facts. I mean, we've seen them do it, Rita, time and again during the Russia hoax. The Justice Department Inspector General found a disgraceful pattern of lies, deceptions, omissions, concealment and manipulation of evidence by the FBI in gaining search warrants. They even fraudulently doctored records to get what they wanted. I mean, this is law enforcement run amok. They've gone rogue. They abuse their immense powers for persecution and prosecution of political adversaries. And do you believe it's because they just want to go after Donald Trump, or at least some of them there do want to do that? Oh, absolutely, 100%. I mean, they employ intimidation tactics and misuse of the legal system to try to put Donald Trump out of business as a politician, to prevent him from running yet again for president of the United States against Joe Biden. I mean, this is dangerous weaponization of authority. It's a frontal attack on our cherished principles of fairness and equal justice. And, you know, millions of Americans look at this and, you know, they say to themselves, my Lord, if it can happen to a former president, can it happen to me? That's the huge question. If it can happen to a former president, could it happen to the average citizen? Could the FBI potentially be politicized. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Dom in Minnesota. Go ahead, Dom. Line six, your thoughts. Yeah. Hi, Rita. You know, I'm calling about the interview with Sam Harris, who said he has no problem lying to the American people to keep Trump from winning, which is like trying to prevent an asteroid from hitting the earth. That's his quote. So I can't wait for the asteroids to hit us in 2024, except it won't bring death and destruction, but life and prosperity. And I have a name for that asteroid. Let's call it the Hunter Gatherer. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. Yeah. That's a very good one. Yeah, because the only problem I have with that is I worry about is that this this guy, Sam Harris, advice is going to be acted on by the left, and they may start to justify cheating at the ballot box to make that happen. So we have to be very vigilant so that doesn't happen. That's, I mean, what do you think about uh, that possibility? Well, I think, first off, I think whenever you hear somebody, I mean, it's, an, it's such an outrageous comment um, about basically do whatever you want to do as long as we can, you know, it doesn't matter even if it's over the top or even if it's not legitimate or whatever, as long as the end result is getting rid of Trump. I mean, that's a scary place to be, you know, no matter what, whatever, you know, whatever alternative uh, that you can delay him. And even if the raid isn't justified or even if this isn't that, who cares as long as you get Trump? I mean, that's a pretty, that's a scary place for justice, Dom. And I think, if anything, I, I actually think he's pretty transparent because I think a lot of other people that just don't like Trump, they don't care. 
I mean, that's how fanatical they are. They just don't care. They're just so kooky that they're just, they can't stay. They have this, uh, the Trump derangement syndrome. And they just sort of feel like no matter what, uh, it doesn't matter. As long as the end result is Trump is not in office, then it doesn't matter if it's, uh, you know, uh, unwarranted search, if it's an unwarranted indictment, if it's an unwarranted this, if it's an unwarranted that I, it's, it is, I actually think he's speaking what I think a lot of people, whether they would say it publicly or not, like he did. Um, but I think other people behind closed doors would certainly go, heck yeah. And I bet you a lot of them would even say it publicly too. They just don't care. And they don't see the forest for the trees and they don't see an equal justice. And that's, it's a scary place, Dom, don't you think? Yeah, I think, I think that's, that's the message Republicans and conservatives ought to put out there saying, you know, these guys are up to anything, even cheating, but we don't ever do that. Even with a person that we completely dislike, we are not that kind of people. So we need, we need, Trump was doing a fantastic job, but I think we need a messenger that is able to bring it to the people saying we're not, we're as a people, as Americans, we are not that kind of people. So if you're voting for people like that, you get what you deserve. And that's the problem. But I, that the message has to be powerful enough for the voters to kind of, especially in, in purple states when their Republicans are trying to win the, the Democrats or fence sitters, that there has to be a powerful message saying that's not the way to play this game. No, that's a great point that, you know, it's got to be one fair and square. The other thing, too, by the way, also is play that clip, the Sam Harris clip. If I were like a campaign, I'd run that clip over and over again and go, uh, this is, uh, this is what you want. Is this justice? You know, is this, you know, just play it over and over. Look, does that sound fair to you? Is that the party you want to vote for? You know, I mean, that's, that yeah. is a perfect campaign ad. Dom, thank you very much. Always love your thoughts, my friend. Thanks so much. Dom from Minnesota. Uh, let's go to Stan in Forest Hills on Line 8. Stan, your thoughts. Well, what the hell did he just say? That, that, that They don't do that? They don't cheat Republicans? Where the hell has he been for the last two or three years? Well, what was he, crazy? I mean, p- putting in elect- phony electors, asking people to, I need an extra vote. In Georgia, oh, who is this guy? He's an idiot, this guy, Dom. He doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. Wait, 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 wait. Since Stan, wait, no, 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 no. hold case, on. Stan, no, Stan, Stan hold on. Dom is not an idiot. He's a very smart guy who just called in. He just has a different opinion than you do, clearly, Stan. And you're sort of just so bent on going after Trump. Do you think, let me ask you this question, because... This Sam Harris guy came out and basically said, it doesn't matter what we do. It doesn't matter if we do anything over the top or anything that's questionable, even if it's, you know, immoral, whatever it is. It doesn't matter. As long as the end result is to get rid of Trump, then anything is fair game. I mean, would you stand by? You seem like a an honorable guy, Stan. Would you actually stand by someone who says that? Come on. Let me tell you something, okay? I don't have to stand by anything. This man has proven exactly who he is. I don't I mean, stand by that. He will get himself in trouble. He has done it in the past. Now, but, but fact- do you think that search, are you satisfied that the raid was justified, Stan? Absolutely. How can you make that statement? Well, Nobody it, knows. Well, let me tell you. Okay. Well, why are we repeating the same garbage again? Four months. Because you, because you don't care. And, well, and the no, American public does Four care. Four months. <laughs> No, no, listen, you know, nice is nice, but truth is fact. Four months they've been negotiating with this lunatic. Four months. I mean, it wasn't as if they didn't talk to him and didn't come in 
and waited and so forth. And they weren't getting the information. And he and he and Stan, he has a letter that he was cooperating and they had a meeting in June and they said, hey, could you put maybe another lock around this area? They added a padlock. So by all accounts, he was cooperating up until then, which which is exactly why you don't suddenly raid the former president of the United States home. I mean, there's still so many unanswered questions. And Stan, if his last name was Biden, I promise you right now, if it was the exact same standards, they'd be rioting in the streets right now. You kidding me? And Kamala Harris would be bailing them out after they burned down a business like she did at the Minnesota Freedom Fund. That was outrageous. You know, they, they, I'm just telling you, for people who sit there and say, oh, well, the Republicans are supposed to just accept whatever is in there. It has to be fair justice for everyone, Stan. And right now, from everything we have heard, there is nothing that has shown me that it justified raiding a former president of the United States home for the first time in American history just because you don't like the guy. That's not the reason to raid his home. Go ahead, Stan. Thank you. Uh, he is not the only one. You know, it, everyone has had this situation that was on the, the FBI situation when they had to do these things. This isn't he's the only one. Congressmen, senators, judges, average people, hundreds of people have had this situation done to them. What is he, anybody special? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yes. by the way, yes. because no, he's, he's the, not. Yes, he's he is. Not. Yes, he's he is. He's, by the way, he's the former president of the United States and it should be equal justice. Do you see them raiding Hunter Biden? I mean, do you see? Look at all the stuff that's on Hunter Biden's on that laptop. They're, they they haven't even really admitted president? it's his laptop yet. Is he president? Is he president? Let me tell you something. His father Bill is. It's even, by the way, it's even more reason to go yeah, in because yeah. his Bill, father still is in office. Hold it. Bill Clinton. William Jefferson Clinton. Okay? You want to talk about somebody who had... The Republicans in the FBI on his rear end. It was Bill Clinton, and he had to testify under oath in that case, and so forth. This guy wouldn't testify of his life, depending. Yeah, but on the, but they didn't. You bring up a great point, Stan, because they did not raid Bill Clinton's home. And what about Hillary Clinton's server? They didn't raid her home with Bill Clinton. So guess what? Uh, every example you have shown me so far, you could say they were on on his case, and they were on his case. You are absolutely correct. But despite that, they didn't go in and do a raid of his home. And this is the first time in American history. And it's just because you don't like Trump. And clearly Biden doesn't like Trump. And clearly Garland doesn't like Trump. Stan, it's always great to talk with you. Have a great weekend, my friend. Thanks so much. We're going to continue with your calls, everybody. 1-800-848-9222. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. He's your numero uno. It's the Rita Cosby Show. I would like to dedicate this song to Stan who just called in. Because it's such a romantic song, and that's what I think of when Stan calls in and 
rises all of our ire here on the Rita Cosby Show. But I love hearing from all of you. That's what makes America great. And I said from the very first day on this show a couple of years ago that you will not be canceled on my show, even if I don't agree with you. I'll obviously try to correct you. But if I don't agree with you, I still love hearing from all of you. So I welcome calls from everybody here. That's what makes America great. And that's what I think makes this show great. And at a time where people are being canceled and you're dealing with woke and all this other stuff, you're welcome here, everybody. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Larry on line two. Larry, your thoughts. Okay, hopefully by now Stan is settled back in his tank. Um, I know that's pretty cruel. <laughs> uh, you, you ima- is it a fish tank or what kind of a tank? <laughs> a lizard, lizard tank. Oh, lizard. my gosh. Poor Stan. All right. <laughs> by, the, by the way, you mentioned that the January 6th uh, committee might be subpoenaing certain things from the raid. Um, I think Liz Cheney should subpoena a pair of Melania's underwear because she she needs a sexual makeover very badly. Oh my God, Larry! Whoa, <laughs> she needs. By the way, by the way, she needs some votes now first because she had a tough time this week in the primary. Uh, what do you think? By I should ask you, Larry. While while I got you here, since it's Friday night and it's fun to always open up topics, I think. What do you think is going to happen with her? Do you think she's going to run for president, Larry? Well, first, I want to answer what I want to answer what what's going to happen with Bill Clinton, with uh, with Trump. I think I know what, what what kind of action he's going. Okay, to yeah, file. go yeah, hit that first, and then we'll get a Liz. Go ahead. Uh, okay, um, I think he's going. To, I think this is a civil rights action coming under Section uh, uh, 83, uh, 1942, Section eighty three, civil rights under color of law. If any government body or entity under color of law. Uh, uh, ab- uh, breaches the, uh, the citizens' privileges, rights of liberty, uh, p- privileges and immunities as an American citizen. Uh, they're clearly acting under color of law. So I think he's going to file an, all- an all-out civil rights action. Uh, now, are you are you the, an uh, attorney, Lair? Yes, I am. Okay. It's just a guess, though. Hey, all right. So let me – did you hear what – let me read you what he wrote, and then you can kind of – it's always interesting to get uh, your perspective, all right? He said, okay. a major motion pertaining to the Fourth Amendment will soon be filed concerning the illegal break-in of my home uh, right before the ever-important midterm elections. My rights, together with the rights of all Americans – have been violated at a level rarely seen before in our country. Remember, they even spied on my campaign. The greatest witch hunt in USA history has been going on for six years with no consequence to the scammers. It should not be allowed to continue. So obviously the key part is a major motion pertaining to the Fourth Amendment will soon be filed concerning the illegal break-in of my home. So do you still think the same thing? Yeah, well, it it, um, it doesn't make sense at this point. Fourth Amendment usually uh, it occurs. Uh, litigation under the Fourth Amendment occurs when there's a criminal action filed. They move to suppress the uh, the evidence under the Fourth Amendment that it was illegally seized. Well, but that's what I'm wondering if he's filed. Well, he could say using, he, he could maybe yeah. say the action wasn't justified. The the seizure wasn't the the raid was not justified, and here's why. No, but there, but I understand that, but uh, I don't think there's a forum yet for that because there's no criminal action filed. So he has to go on the offensive. I think he is just not not owning up to the fact that, that he's filing a civil rights action. He's trying to just he's trying to explain 
what the essence of the civil rights action will be. That's my guess, that it has to do with the Fourth Amendment um, illegal search and seizure. That, that, that he's, that, that's going to be the basis of the civil rights action. Because right now there's nothing uh, there's nothing to, in, to uh, what do you call it, to uh, involve the Fourth Amendment because there's no, lit- there's no criminal litigation yet. What about Rule 41? What about that? I don't know what that is. What's that? That's, what that's, that's, that's something where you go after basically the – the claiming that the search and seizure that the raid was unlawful, and a lot of people were saying that he could potentially do that um, immediately um, prior to anything else coming down. Just that there was no justification. Show us what the justification for for the raid was, because there hasn't been anything. Okay, that's something else that I'm not knowledge about. Maybe there is some action under uh, Rule 41 in federal practice. Uh, that, that I'm not aware of, really. Yeah, but okay. there may be, so, but you bring up some, Larry, you bring up some great points. Real quickly, we just have a few seconds. Do you think Liz Cheney's going to run for president? I hope so, because I really hope she makes a fool of herself. But in the end, I don't think she will. She, she, she well, listen, I hate to say this, but what is she going to say? Vote for me? I'm daddy's little bitch. Whoa, you know who's going to, you know who's going to vote for her? Stan will. Stan will vote for her. Stan, Stan and all of Stan's friends will be happy to line up. She'll have a few votes, maybe a handful. 1-800-848-9222. We'll continue with your calls, everybody, after the break. It's the Rita Cosby Show. I know your name is Rita. Because your perfume is smelling sweet. Since when I saw you down on the And later on in the hour here on the Rita Cosby Show... We are going to be talking about this wild case of this repeat offender, a sex fiend, who sucker punched a total stranger. By the way, the stranger is now in the hospital. He has a brain bleed. He's in a coma. Uh, so you see the video. It's like all over the place. Uh, the guy just comes over to him and out of the blue just picks this stranger and sucker punches him and knocks the guy over. And the guy, again, is in very serious condition. He may not even make it, thanks to this nut who never should have been out on the street. And you look at this guy's background. It's over and over and over again. He was a level three sex offender, which means he's one of the worst of the worst. And you look at his rap sheet. It's like a like a novel. How many different arrests that the guy had in his background. But thanks to good old New York justice and liberal justice that happens in so many of these cities across the country, this guy was out. And today, Kathy Hochul decided to put the guy back behind bars, saying that he broke his parole. Now, I will say bravo to her for making sure that he gets arrested. But what a bunch of gratuitous hogwash, because it's a political year. She's clearly doing it for politi- politics. It's not like there's so many other cases just like this that are happening every single day. This one just got a lot of headlines, and they were calling her out. So she basically had no choice but to try to find some way to try to look like she's trying to be somewhat of a law-and-order type politician. She's up against Lee Zeldin, who is very much a law-and-order guy. But why was this guy even walking out to begin with? And the charges against him did not change. He could have gotten charged, by the way, uh, with attempted murder. And originally that was the charge when he got arrested. I mean, if you see the guy, he punches the guy in the head. Clearly, it's an it's an assassination attempt almost. And then they reduced it to a low-level misdemeanor, which was not bail eligible. And then the guy was out. And it's only after the New York Post basically called out Governor Hochul 
that she decides to find something in his background, which was a parole violation, and puts him behind bars. So he gets arrested today, and he's like, "Ha oh, ha ha! I'm arrested? Why? I never should be arrested. I I'm I've only uh, done like a hundred different offenses. Why am I arrested? Right? That's one. And then two, he's probably not going to be in for long because it is just a parole violation. It's not an attempted murder charge. They haven't changed the charges against him on this attack. Is this the kind of guy you want roaming free in any city in America that he's some nut? And right after he punched the guy, by the way, in the Bronx, you can see he just sucker punches him, right? The guy just is laying down there. He's knocked out. And he just kind of stands over him, like kind of like smiling, like, look what I did. I mean, how scary is that and how brazen is that, that criminals feel like that over and over again in these liberal cities across America, they feel emboldened. They can just kind of commit over and over again and no big deal. And so far, the system is not changing. There's a gratuitous arrest of this guy. I'm happy that he's arrested, but he's probably going to be back out on the streets very soon. And in the meantime, Governor Hochul is taking a victory lap. So later on in the show, I want to get your take. Do you think, first of all, she deserves credit for arresting him? And why do you think she really is doing it now? Is it because she's in a contentious election that's coming up in November and law and order is on the ticket? No question, because crime is skyrocketing in New York and so many other major cities across the country. Take a listen to her taking a victory lap for this guy ending up behind bars, at least Maybe for a few hours. Take a listen. I took action in my own hands. I directed the Department of Corrections and Community Supervision to immediately examine whether or not this parole violation occurred. Yes, it did. You could tell it occurred. This was a person on lifetime parole. And as of minutes ago, that person is now in custody. That is at my direction. The people of New York need to know that as their governor, I'll stand up and protect them. So what's your reaction to all of that? And this is what Judge Janine Pirro said. She just said, this is just so gratuitous and a whole bunch of politics. Take a listen. I can't get over the chutzpah of this governor. Yeah. I directed the Department of Corrections. Uh, it would certainly seem like a violation. Governor, with all due respect, or whatever respect you think you're entitled to, this was an <laughs> attempted murder. The police made an arrest. A progressive DA made a decision to lower that from an attempted murder to a misdemeanor assault three, which is not a bail-eligible crime. Now, let's be clear, just for the viewers, this man suffered a fractured skull, a broken cheekbone, a brain bleed. He is in a coma. This was totally unprovoked. The dirtbag who did it right there on camera. You can put this in front of a jury and, and, and tell them to run the tape and then go to the deliberation room and vote. Wow, I feel her passion too because it's like, give me a break. And the guy's going to be right back out on the street. So we're going to talk about that later on in the hour. Glad he's arrested. But the question is for how long and does anybody deserve a victory lap about this? And why is she not going after some of these soft-on-crime DAs? Alvin Bragg, the Bronx DA in this case. These liberal DAs who decide that, oh, that's not so bad. Let's have sympathy instead for the attacker versus the victim. I mean, boy, do we have our priorities all out of whack. 
Meantime, we are talking about President Trump, who just put out a statement a few hours ago saying he is going on the legal offensive in the raid. Now he is planning to, quote, do a major motion pertaining to the Fourth Amendment that will soon be filed concerning, quote, the illegal break-in of my home. I'm happy to see it, and I hope he goes full throttle and forces them to reveal a whole bunch of details, because so far... It looks like one big overzealous raid. And here is what Andy McCarthy, who was with the prosecutor's office, with the U.S. attorney's office, has to say. He believes that eventually all of the documents that were used to justify the raid, that sure seems over the top. He thinks that eventually we'll be able to see it all, and so will the president. Take a listen. It's important to remember that this is not information. This is not like a FISA affidavit, right? This is not a national security case. This is information that we ordinarily get to see eventually. You know, everybody seems to be whipped up on this idea that if we don't get it next Thursday, it sinks down a black hole and we never see it. What (laughs) typically happens in an investigation, and I think you just alluded to this in terms of the timing, is that at the end of the investigation, that's when prosecutors and agents like to do their searches and arrests. And then everything gets disclosed to the defense and discovery, and we find out what's in it when the defense lawyers make motions to suppress evidence and make other motions. So I think we will eventually see this. Yeah, the question is when and what Trump is planning to do may force that. Who knows? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Sal in New Jersey on Line 8. Sal, your thoughts about all this? Uh, I think Trump, good, more, uh, good evening, I think Trump may be contemplating a motion for return of property and saying that the property was seized illegally um, and uses a basis for that, that the warrant was not specific enough. It's, it's tantamount to a general warrant and also that the warrant wasn't issued by a neutral fact finder. That's a good point. You know, you know, Sal, you hit on a great point about that the warrant signed by this judge who already has said negative things about Trump in the past um, and who also had to recuse himself, by the way, in an earlier case that was a Hillary Clinton Trump case in the past. It's like like to me, I think absolutely. It's like, what is this guy still doing on the case? It's astounding to me. Do you do you think they can make a case, a compelling one and get a change? Well, I think they can – I think they – we spoke about this earlier in the week. I, I, I think that they can make a motion to recuse this judge. I think that, you know, it's possible that, you know, if everything that you and I have been speaking about turns out to be true and with the basis for his being disqual- – uh, basis for him recusing himself in that case, et cetera, he may he may have his own problems on judicial ethics, but I think Trump could also the gentleman uh, Larry uh, he could also file a Bivens action, which is a civil rights action based upon a violation of the Fourth Amendment. The problem that Trump's going to face is he can't file a motion to suppress because the evidence is not being used at this point against anybody. And if he tries to attack probable cause, he's going to run into a a doctrine that 
warrants bear a presumption of validity. Uh, so he's got to go after things like a, that that he could articulate, like a general warrant, like a not having an independent fact finder. And he's going to, you know, there's going to be a lot of problems. And I think the biggest problem he's going to face is anything that happens here is going to be stayed because there are going to be appeals to a district court judge. And it could, you know, it could run all the way up the gamut. Oh, yeah, big time. Now, if you were him, what would you file? And what do you think based on sort of I read you the statement? So I think they're going to do something soon. I mean, he seems to be wanting to threaten to do something very soon. Well, that's Trump. You know, that's Trump's M.O. He always likes to go on the offensive. Yeah. And and usually he delivers when he says he's going to do something. So that's why I think something will happen soon. Some filing. will. Oh, no. Oh, no. I definitely think he'll file some. I think he's going to file, like I said, a motion for return of property. Yep. I think that's I think that's rule 41 under the federal rules. Right. I'm not 100 percent. I'm not 100 percent sure. And I think he's going to try to attack it that way. And he's also got significant, you know, attorney-client issues if these documents were, you know, if these documents were protected by the attorney-client privilege. Right, and apparently that's what he's saying, that there were documents that were taken in the raid that were attorney-client privilege, and what are they doing with them? And remember, they took his, to your point about how broad they went in when they went and took documents, um, you know, they just kind of swooped everything up. They took three of his passports and then they had to return them, um, you know, because he noticed, hey, my passports are missing. And then they finally admitted, oh, yeah, we have them. And they returned them. Oh, sorry, we didn't we shouldn't have taken that. And then he said, hey, listen, you have attorney client privilege stuff. They haven't said anything about that. But it sounds to me like they just kind of went in and grabbed a whole bunch of stuff. And supposedly they're going through it to try to figure out what's relevant, what's not. Uh, the other thing that's that's scary, Sal, is there's this. They apparently had asked, I, I saw a report for a special master to kind of go through and separate, and that was apparently denied by the DOJ. That's not good either. That would have been at least an impartial party going through what they seized, right? Well, what they normally what they normally do is they have a taint team, which is a, a, another group of prosecutors who cannot communicate. It's a Chinese wall. cannot communicate with the prosecutors are handling the investigation to go through the attorney client. But in a situation like this, you know, a special master would be a preferable alternative to go, to go through these things. And, and, you know, he could put this, you know, he could put alternative relief in these motions. He could ask for a return of property. He could ask for the appointment of a special master. You know, he could ask for a lot of things. And he could try to make his points. The one thing I don't think he can do, because he doesn't have any information at this point, is challenge probable cause. You know, he needs there needs to be something. And I don't think what this judge is going to release, if he releases it, on you know next week or in the next couple of weeks, is going to do much. Because I read in a uh, excerpt of the transcript in one of the legal periodicals where this judge said, you know, I don't think, you know, what's redacted is going to help that much the media or the people knowing what's going on. And what the hell are you releasing? Exactly. No, you hit you hit it on the head because you're right. It, it sounds like it's still going to have a whole bunch of like maybe the word a and an a and the, 
and that won't provide him with enough to say that it wasn't justified. It just won't say anything, to your point. So that's a great perspective. Sal, thank you. I am so glad you called back. Keep calling. I love your great legal perspective and your thoughts on all of this. Thanks so much, Sal. And when we come back, everybody, we're going to continue with your calls. 1-800-848-9222. It's the Rita Cosby Show. Well, Trump had more than a quarrel with the DOJ, and now he's going on the offensive. We were just talking about it with Sal and a whole bunch of others. What do you think President Trump is planning? Because he says he is ready to file a major motion against the Fourth Amendment illegal search and seizure that will soon be filed of the, quote, illegal break-in of my home Mar-a-Lago. Trump going on the offensive. I say bravo. Can't wait to see what he's going to file because there's a lot of questions on the way this was handled. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Mike. Line four. Mike, your thoughts. How are you, Rita? Yeah, uh, I mean, it was wrong for them to to have uh, an FBI unit from uh, far away where they could have had an FBI unit closer. And and second of all, I think if they took uh, uh, Trump and and his family's uh, private possessions out of uh, state lines, I think that's illegal. You know, they just can't do that. I mean, uh, each state is like its own almost like its own country. You know what I'm saying? And they have no right taking uh, somebody's personal property for no reason and taking it across the state lines where there's a judge in that state and and and, and the state have his, has its own laws. So, and they have their own FBI agents. So where did they come off? Didn't, didn't, uh, didn't he trust the FBI agents that were closer? I think he had hand-picked special FBI agents I don't know how long they became FBI agents, maybe not too long. They were handpicked, supervised by Garland, and told exactly what to do because most of the FBI agents are honest, legal, and would not do what uh, Garland wanted them to do. So he didn't trust just anybody. He had agents from far away handpicked to go and do his dirty work. Although, you know, it's interesting, Mike, to your point, uh, apparently it's the same group that was tied to the Russia hoax. So what were they doing? You know, those guys who were disastrous, that was a disastrous investigation. A lot of questions on the way that was handled very poorly. And obviously at the end of the day, that turned out to be one big uh, bust of nothing. Um, so why would you put those same guys unless you want, you know, somebody who will kind of chase something that's not substantive again? You know what I mean? It's like, to your point, why would you go all that way? Great point, Mike. Thank you very much. Great call. Let's go to Pete. Line two. Pete, your thoughts. Hi, Rita. Well, two things. Uh, well, first of all, from what I understand, I mean, I'm not a lawyer, but talking to people, um, when they have a, a come in with a search warrant, they have down specific stuff they're looking for. Now, it's uh, like I had a cousin of mine. Uh, he was caught with drugs. But he had fireworks in his house, and they couldn't get him on the fireworks, but they 
you know, got him on what was on the search warrant. So this is what I'm wondering, that, you know, the stuff that they touched Melania's clothes and stuff, you know, maybe they weren't supposed to do that. And a safe, they're supposed to bring in, seal it, and open it before a judge. I don't know, you know. Why they're able to get away with this? I well, he, I agree. I hope he. I hope he goes after them tooth and nail, Pete. Because right now, just as you're saying, there's so many unanswered questions, and and for them to have like uh, attorney-client privilege, private conversations, and and we're supposed to trust that what we were just talking about, even with Mike, like these agents that were involved in the Russia hoax that clearly crossed the line. There, we're supposed to trust that. Oh, okay. Uh, we're trusting them there, no problem. And now they're going to have private conversations between the president and, you know, his family. I mean, uh, I, I'm not comfortable with it. Are you, Pete? No, I'm not. Man, they went in with uh, backpacks. Who knows what they brought in and what they planted? I mean, you know, I'm sorry. I don't trust this. This smells. It smells rotten in Denmark. I yep. mean, really. Yeah. Yep. I agree, Pete. There's something really unseemly about this, too. And I, I don't like to say that, but I agree with you. Let's go to David in L.A. David, your thoughts. Tim, the way in about Trump at first, you know, stands leads to breaking point leader. You wait, wait, you're, you're off. Hey, David, we can't really hear you too well. Can you come closer to the phone? You sound a little off. Really? You can't hear me? Yeah, I do. It just sounds really muffled, Dave. I'm sorry, I don't know why, but hopefully this is good enough. First of all, regarding Stan, you don't have to have him on every day, maybe two, three times a week, because he doesn't actually offer any unique insight or perspective or new information. He'll just say, that call is dumb, that call is bad, Trump should be locked up, he's dumb, but he doesn't offer any unique perspective. He just screams annoyingly, and then you have to scream over him. You know, don't have them on every day. That's my suggestion. Well, but but Dave, you know what? I like to hear from everybody, and I appreciate everybody. It doesn't matter if they're Stan or somebody else who doesn't have the same views as all of us. I appreciate it, and I think it's good to hear different perspectives. Sometimes it's good to know what sometimes Looney Tunes are saying, you know, and go, he sounded like he was fine. No matter what happens to Trump, that's all that matters. I mean, uh, it's that mindset. We're going to talk about the guy who sucker punched somebody. Well, finally, he's behind bars. Hi, it's Ernie Anastas. You know, your thoughts can affect how you feel, and how you feel can impact your thoughts. Addressing your mind and body connection is the key to improving your overall wellness. Bergen Newbridge Medical Center is the largest hospital in New Jersey, providing comprehensive, equitable, compassionate, and high-quality emergency inpatient and outpatient medical care, plus mental health services and substance use disorder treatment. The Bergen Newbridge team can address your total health needs in one convenient location. Call 201-225-7130 for an appointment or newbridgehealth.org. It's the Rita Cosby Show. The Rita Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. And in tonight's Support Our Heroes segment, which I love doing every night here on the Rita Cosby Show, where we get to honor our great men and women in the military, and of course, their amazing families too as well. A story from Escanaba, Michigan, where yesterday, Marine Corps veteran Tracy Tippett was honored as the 2022 Upper Peninsula Veteran of the Year. She is the first woman to win this big award, and the award has been an annual celebration since 2000. Since leaving the Marine Corps, Tippett continues to serve her community, too. 
She said, quote, I run the Toys for Tots for Marquette County, and wherever anybody needs help, you will see a veteran there, and we will always be helping each other out. She also said she was very humbled uh, at getting this big recognition. Tippett said, I am honored, and we don't do what we do for awards. We do it because the need is out there. Wherever we're able to help and serve our community and help our fellow veterans, that is what matters. And that is what counts. Bravo to her and how beautiful to see her receiving this big award for her service in the Marine Corps and everything she is doing after leaving the service as well. Meantime, we are talking about this crazy case. Everybody around the country is talking about it because you see the video. Here it is, uh, this guy who turns out he's a convicted sex fiend, a repeat offender, sucker punches a stranger And the guy is now in a coma. It happened on August 12th, and you can see it on the videotape. Uh, This guy just suddenly comes over to another guy. It happens in Bronx, New York. And he just, out of the blue, just kind of gives him a big old pounds him with a sucker punch. Uh, The guy falls down, hits his head. Uh, He now has a brain bleed, also has a uh, broken cheekbone, fractured skull, um, and is in a coma. So may not even pull out, you know, pull out of this. And the crazy nut who went over and did this, 55-year-old Van, the wee Van Who, comes over and punches the guy and just kind of stands over him after he sucker punches him and doesn't really care. And to me, it's so outrageous. When you watch the video, it's like, you know, anybody who would have been there probably would have gotten the punch. He just didn't like the, whatever, the look of the person or just was mad at himself for whatever reason. There was no exchange. Suddenly pounds the guy. The guy just, you know, uh, falls down again, may not survive. And when you hear this, you're like, God, this person clearly who did this is just mentally deranged. He's nuts. He's just a nut. And you look into it and then you see the history of this guy. And he's got this rap sheet a mile long. It's like over and over and over again. And he was a level three sex offender, which is one of the worst of the worst. So he'd had all these multiple felony convictions for felonies again, serious crimes. And so the big question is, what is he doing out? Why are there these liberal DAs across the country, whether it's in Bronx, New York, or in San Francisco or Los Angeles, or whether it's in Philly or in, you know, different parts of Virginia, uh, certainly parts, you know, of uh, Tennessee, elsewhere, all over the country, Miami. The list kind of goes on and on. You kind of go, what the heck are these liberal DAs doing who are deciding, well, we're just going to drop the charge from attempted murder, which it should be. It may be murder if the guy doesn't pull through. And let's just drop it to a small, you know, level three felony, uh, level three misdemeanor, which doesn't entitle any bail. So the guy walks out. So the guy's walking out, and then everybody in the country who saw the video was just like, are you kidding me? This guy is clearly a threat to society. He's going to do it again. He was just laughing after he did it this time, and I'm sure all the other times that he did things in the past. And so then you look at the guy's background, and suddenly Governor Hochul, who has turned a blind eye to D.A. Alvin Bragg, who's one of the softest of the softest D.A.s in this country, another George Soros-funded DA, like many of these other highly progressive folks across the country. And so you look at the whole thing and you go, wait a minute, what is she doing? Why is she letting this guy out? 
what the heck is going on? You know, why is this happening? She gets hammered in the New York Post and all these publications saying, what are you doing? You know, calling her out to basically rein in Alvin Bragg or fire Alvin Bragg, finally do something, right? And suddenly she says, I'm going to make sure this guy's arrested because he has a lifetime parole and he has a violation. If he commits any crime, it is a violation of his, quote, lifetime parole. And so she gets him on this lifetime parole, gets the guy arrested. Thank goodness that's a good thing. But if it's just parole that he's there from behind, he's not going to be in there that long again. This is just all smoke and mirrors. It's an election time. She's getting hammered on being weak on crime and weak on law and order. And that's why she's doing it. But take a listen. Here is Governor Kathy Hochul just a little bit ago trying to take credit. I took action in my own hands. I directed the Department of Corrections and Community Supervision to immediately examine whether or not this parole violation occurred. Yes, it did. You could tell it occurred. This was a person on lifetime parole. And as of minutes ago, that person is now in custody. That is at my direction. The people of New York need to know that as their governor, I'll stand up and protect them. And then she said this statement. I want to get your reaction to this. Take a listen. Keeping New Yorkers safe is my number one job, bar none. We've made changes. We have more to do. Working with our local leaders, our Our police commissioners here, they have a lot of responsibility, but we're here to help them and support them. So we've made changes to bail reform, but it's all part of a comprehensive plan. I want to over, I can't overstate it. It's a comprehensive plan on how we work every single day to keep people safe. So we're not done. What's your reaction to all of this? The fact that she's now taking a victory lap for putting a guy behind bars for a day or two when this whole system in New York could be changed in an instant. Get rid of Alvin Bragg. Send a message to other DAs that are soft on crime. Same thing with the rest of them, the Bronx DA and others. Guess what? You know what? If you're not going to keep our city safe and you're going to give these high-level criminals that repeat uh, over and over again, clearly it's obvious that they're a danger to society, well, then I'm just going to remove you because she has the right to do that. Boy, that would be a really powerful message, but she's not doing it. But clearly she's getting so much pressure that she has to try to claim like she's doing something. She, you know, didn't intervene with Jose Alba as far as we know. She didn't get rid of Alvin Bragg at that point. Finally, again, public pressure. He changed his formula. He let go of the guy, Alvin, you know, Jose Alba, the uh, store worker. Remember that whole thing? But come on, how gratuitous is all of this? This is all politics, guys. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And you are listening to The Rita Cosby Show. Here is Judge Jeanine Pirro, who commented about the case a little bit ago. This dirtbag is a sex offender, level three. Level three means he is the most dangerous, he is the most likely to reoffend, and he is a danger to the community. He is not only a sex offender, he is an individual who's been convicted of several felony crimes. Now, this, obviously, the reason she wants to take credit is because she's running for office. Does she deserve credit? So does she deserve credit? That's the fair question. Is this a step in the right direction, or do you see it as I see it, that this is just all trying to, like, 
say, oh, I did a couple things so they don't call her weak on crime and weak on law and order. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And uh, Judge Jeanine Pirro says, you know what, Kathy Hochul, this is really gutsy of you to take a victory lap right now just on this small one. Take a listen. I can't get over the chutzpah of this governor. Yeah. I directed the Department of Corrections. Uh, it would certainly seem like a violation. Governor, with all due respect, or whatever respect you think you're entitled to, this was an <laughs> attempted murder. The police made an arrest. A progressive DA made a decision to lower that from an attempted murder to a misdemeanor assault three, which is not a bail-eligible crime. But let's be clear, just for the viewers, this man suffered a fractured skull, a broken cheekbone, a brain bleed. He is in a coma. This was totally unprovoked. The dirt bag who did it right there on camera. You can put this in front of a jury and, and, and tell them to run the tape and then go to the deliberation room and vote. Yeah, and Katie Pavlich also said, you know what, this is not anything that you should be tooting your horn about. Take a listen. Congratulations, you put one guy back in jail after he was let out and should have never been let out, given you saw his mug shot, many of them on the screen. He could have hurt someone else in the time that he was out of jail. And as you said, the charges are being uh, lowered, which means that there's no deterrence next time around for him or for other criminals watching this who are saying, oh, well, if I do something heinous like this, I can just get off and and not be prosecuted by the system. Uh, she is running against Lee Zeldin, who is a Republican running on a tough on crime policy position. That's why she's taking this into her own hands. That's why she's taking it on to her own hands and doing it now. And guess what? Just because the guy's going to be, what, behind bars for like a day or two, she's taking a victory lap. Why not make sure that the guy gets charged with attempted murder? At min- you know, at minimum, make sure he never sees the light of day. If you don't think this guy is going to repeat offend, a sex offender who has a rap sheet, he apparently is convicted for first-degree sexual abuse for an armed attack against a 17-year-old girl. The list goes on and on and on, and he sucker punches a stranger and is laughing about it. And we should feel like, okay, you put him behind bars for a day, that you're supposed to get a pat on the back. 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Eric in Manhattan, line four. Go ahead, Eric, your thoughts. Hey, Rita. Um, really quick, I just want to say, if she was going to, if she was trying to do good for the sake of doing good, she would have gotten rid of Bragg already. Exactly, so exactly. She's That's the easy solution. Who shoots, down, who, shoots down at, who shoots at it, you know what I mean? Thousand percent, yeah, and she knows. But she, and and even the Brooklyn, you know, the in this case it's the Bronx DA. Um, and in that case, she didn't say anything about him either. She didn't like. She yeah, didn't I, say, you know, hey, you know, Bronx DA, here's a <laughs> message to you. You know. Uh huh. It's so gratuitous. She couldn't get away with not doing something. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and there was just so much public pressure. She was trying to find something. Thanks so much, Eric. Let's go to Tony. Line three, Tony. Your thoughts. Hi, Rita. Uh, let me ask you a question. Is this possible that these people that get hurt, that the other people, that they, they have no recourse to sue these uh, district attorneys, these governors? They can't sue them for, for you know, it's their fault that this is happening. This poor guy now, what is his recourse? Yeah, you're right. And by the way, I first of all 
pray that he pulls through, Tony, because, you know, this is, you know, needless to say, he's going to have problems for the rest of his life. And I pray he even, you know, he's in very serious condition. You know, he's in a coma right now. He's a, you know, got a brain bleed, is in a coma. And this guy, like, was going to get let free and now may only spend a few days in jail. I mean, um, I think, first of all, it's very hard to sue public officials. That's the problem. And they're following, you know, there's so much latitude with these laws on the books, especially the books like in Albany, you know, uh, like, you know, they're in New York, um, you know, and it's the same in a lot of other places that it says, oh, well, they could do this all the way to here. And obviously, if you go before a different judge, a different judge is going to go, uh, you know what? This guy's clearly a menace to society and we're going to throw the book at him. Or you get a soft on crime DA who goes, oh, well, let's have sympathy for this guy. 30 offenses isn't enough. We really need 40, you know? I mean, you know, again, it doesn't take a rocket scientist, but the problem is it's very hard to go up against a public official. But my gosh, if all these victims came out and did press conferences and said, this is outrageous, this is what happened, do you think this is justice? And I think they should do press conferences outside these offices. I'm not a big believer in going to somebody's home or anything like that, but I think you do it outside their office, do a press conference, and say, repeat all the different offenses, all the different cases, and say, do you think this is fair? I mean, there's there's certainly more public pressure that can be put on them, don't you think, Tone? 100%. This is just not fair to these people. That, you know, that, that, that getting slashed, getting robbed. You know, there was a there was a, a, a armed robbery at, uh, in Astoria on 31st Street just uh, two days ago, and it never made news until this morning. Uh, everybody put it all over the place. It was all over Facebook. At that, at some point, they finally the news picked it up, but it wasn't on mainstream news. It never made it. It's, the, the New York Post finally picked it up and posted the video. These we, guys pulled up with guns at a cafe at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, I saw that. Yes, and I saw exactly what you're talking about. It was unbelievable. I, I know exactly what it was. It was stunning. This is like we're living in a third world country, and it's chaos. That's it. It's complete chaos. Well, and do you know the irony of it all, Tone, that that uh, incident happened actually right across the street from a New York City Councilwoman's office who is big into defund the police. So let's see if she changes her tune now that it's happened right across the street from her. You know, I mean. She probably won't go back to her office ever again. Right, right, right. But let's see if she comes out publicly and says, I was wrong. You know, uh, we need law enforcement. We need. um, And and the other thing I think about, too, Tony, is that also in Los Angeles, there was unbelievable footage that just came out in the last 24 hours or so. And you see this like swarm of people coming to a Los Angeles. It's one of those smash and grabs that are now starting to come, uh, you know, happen again, where they go into these stores across the country. And it's like this huge group of people all come in at the same time. And you can't do anything. If you're like a worker in a store, you know, suddenly you see like a 100 people and they're all just grabbing everything. You don't know who to go for or what to do. And you just kind of let it happen because you're overwhelmed. It's really scary. And there's this image. It's, I thought it was like a movie almost. You know, it was like it's in a Los Angeles uh, 7-Eleven. 
And suddenly, like a huge group of people, it looks like it's definitely dozens of people, and they're like jumping over the counter, they're grabbing stuff. I was like, oh, I mean, I honestly, I thought it was a scene out of a movie clip, but it was real life. And the poor clerk is just standing back because what can he do? Suddenly, 80 people come in. It doesn't matter if you're armed or whatever. You, you, you at that point, you just got to like say, you know, please nobody get hurt. You know, I mean, it is, it is scary. I feel for these business owners these days, but that's why you got to get tough on crime. You got to have politicians who care about law and order. And don't just do it because there's a headline calling them out. Uh, to me, it is outrageous. We're going to continue with your calls after the break, everybody. 1-800-848-9222. And you are listening to The Rita Cosby Show. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come Celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It's the Rita Cosby Show. A little bit of Toto on the Rita Cosby Show. It's like a flashback Friday. I love it. All these memories from my high school and college years. They're all coming back, you guys. By the way, I hope all of you guys have a great, great weekend as well. I always love all of your calls, but I do not like when I see these officials giving these like mega repeat offenders an enormous free pass. And that clearly has happened in this case with this guy who sucker punched the guy who's now clinging to life in a hospital. That happened in the Bronx just recently. The Bronx DA lets him out. Thank you. Really great job. And now the governor taking a victory lap because the guy's behind bars for, what, a few hours? I mean, we got to change this system. And the fact that criminals just feel so emboldened, like he didn't care. You could see him just standing over the guy and again, oh, whatever, you know, no big deal. Just doesn't care. Doesn't feel anything. And then you look in this flash mob that we were just talking about in L.A., at the 7-Eleven, where dozens of people are just kind of grabbing everything, like a free-for-all. It was like, remember when we saw all those flash mobs that were taking place at different fancy stores, especially during the riots of 2020? Now it's kind of coming back again, where they're just doing it in all these different stores, and they're just kind of laughing, and they're just kind of having a good old time. And the poor store owner at the 7-Eleven is just standing back, because what can he do? I mean, that is a really scary Situation. Let's go to Dave in Pennsylvania on line two. Dave, your thoughts about all this? Well, thanks for taking my call. Clearly, it's an election year stunt to create the optics that she somehow, uh, you know, uh, strong on and against violent crime. When, while the fact is, hundreds of thousands or thousands of assault cases are happening, are being underreported uh, and not properly prosecuted, but also. It shows evidence. Who's the party? You know, you always hear the Democrats or the left calling the Republicans the party of racism. Who, who, the, who what groups are being violated the most by soft on crime DA uh, agents in in sanctuary cities, and they're constantly being violated. It's no, absolutely, it is minority groups. Absolutely, and by the way, if you go into uh, you know, you talk to some folks in in some tough neighborhoods. 
the parents and people there say, we want more cops. They don't say, like, we don't want less cops. And uh, But you know what is interesting that you just said, Dave, the point that she is going to make, she's going to say, you know, come election, you know, even when it gets even closer to the election. And again, it's not that far away. Oh, no, I'm tough on crime. I got I'm the one who got the guy with the 30 offenses. I'm the one who came up with the idea to get him behind bars. And the follow up question needs to be for how many days or how many hours? And how about the other 5000 that you've let walk? <laughs> you know, Dave, I mean, that you need a retort for that one. Dave, go ahead. There's only one criminal. No, I mean, they're saying, she said, like you said, she got the guy. Like, there's only one criminal doing all this violence. Exactly. It's like she, but you know, she's, we're going to hear about this guy over and over again. I'm the one who got him locked up, you know, and forget about the other 20,000, but I got this one. You know, I agree. Dave, thanks so much. Let's go to Jerry, line three. Go ahead, Jerry. The problem is you got A, a liberal DA, B, you got, you got all this left-wing politically correct or what's really incorrect. Most of these people belong either A, in jail, or B, those that are on drugs should be institutionalized, and at least you might be able to help some of them in a different environment rather than sleeping on the street. I mean, because, I mean, I... I'm, I was born in New York, and I tell you the truth, I don't want, I don't, I dread going into New York because of all that's going on due to this political correctness. Wow. And all this craziness. Wow. You know, Jer, I will tell you, you're right. Either way, I mean, it's obviously, I think anything we can do to try to help these people, um, and also anything we can do to get them off the streets, because not only are they a danger to themselves, they're a danger to other people, too. I mean, they need help. Um, but they also need to be taken off the streets so innocent people don't suddenly get sucker punched out of nowhere, too, because that's a scary place to be. Um, let's go real quick uh, to Norm, uh, line five. Real quick, Norm. Yeah, Rita, uh, listen, my sympathies to Mr. Cortez. I hope he makes a speedy recovery, and I empathize with him because the same thing happened to me six months ago in, in Washington, D.C. That's right. That's right. We don't have much time to talk about that, Rita, so this will have to go on for the future, but I'll let you know about that. But, yeah, it's horrible. they got to put these these violent people away. Absolutely, Norm, 1,000%. And I'm glad that you're okay, my friend. Everybody, have a great weekend. Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L, on Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024.